Welcome to the Personal Trainer Daily episode 11. It's Burge here. Thank you for being here. Today I am covering off a topic that most of us as personal trainers that have worked in big box gyms will face at times. And even those, those of you that work in private facilities, employed by somebody that owns a private facility, you might face this as well. You know what? Sometimes, just sometimes, your boss is a bit of a dick and your boss's boss is an even bigger one. And as a result of that, there are decisions that are made inside businesses that you really don't like and have a big impact on the way you live your life and the career satisfaction you face. In this question, I got from Bob over on Instagram. He wants to know what he should be doing in light of the commercial gym he works out of changing the pay and conditions for personal trainers. Without any further ado, over to me in three, two, one. Off I go. Right, okay, so I've had a question come through on the old Instagram from Bob. Bob's a good lad. And he said that the Jimmy works at has moved the goalposts quite substantially when it comes to pay and also how members can book personal training sessions. They've gone from being able to like book block training sessions now to using an app which they can like buy basically pay as you go PT. Um at a reduced rate, so dropping the rate down to £35 for 45-minute sessions. And as such, uh, there's no real commitment that's needed ongoing for personal training. That's a difficult one to stomach in many ways, and I can see how a lot of trainers would get very frustrated with that. So the way in which things used to be done is that people could buy blocks, so it kind of suggests commitment is there, and the trainer would get paid potentially a higher proportion of the fee that was charged. Now we're in a position whereby the gym has moved the goalposts and is charging £35 for a 45-minute session. And on top of that, the trainer is now going to get £15 per session instead of 25 So that is a substantial kick in the private parts. I'm not going to swear because Facebook diminishes my reach when I do it. A substantial kick in the private parts for... Uh, the gym for the gym to do that. I, I, it makes me really sad for the trainers. So the question was, you know, what should I do about it? Like the gym looks like they are going to attract less committed people to personal training and pay us less for the privilege. So this is where I need to make a decision about whether I stay or not. I'm going to go into some like emotionless stuff first, and then I'm going to tell you what I did in a similar situation. So let let's get into some of this stuff. If we say, for instance, that the gym now is charging £35 for a personal training session that lasts 45 minutes, what that effectively does is allows 15 minutes of hygiene time after the session, which effectively, it sounds like they're going like, to, you're going to need to do between clients, right? So 45 minute session, let's say it starts at 10am, session finishes at 10.45, gives you 15 minutes to tidy up before 11am starts. So that makes kind of sense, but it sounds like they're not paying you for that hygiene time. So mm, how are those 15 minute blocks in between sessions being paid for? I'd, I'd come back and argue this a little bit. Probably fall on deaf ears because they've made a decision. Uh, but out of that 35 quid, they're going to pay uh, seven pounds in VAT. So their net margin so far before PAYE and the associated cost of having an employee, uh, they are going to be on what? 28 quid. Of that 28 quid, they are going to uh, pay you 15. So after VAT has been applied, you are taking a slightly more than 50% of what is left. 
So they're putting you on 50% of what's left. Um, might not seem very fair because of what you used to be paid, but in the time whereby they've got to reduce costs, I can completely understand why a business decision has been made. I can completely understand it. And look, when it comes to us as employees inside someone's business, like they, with the greatest respects, they get to run their business kind of how they want and you get to choose whether or not you work within it. If it was me in that situation, uh, I wouldn't want to jump ship straight away, especially if I've got clients there, even under the new constraints. What we have, right, is this position whereby we can try and make the most of what is a very, very poor situation. And it sounds like the communication, the, the hard thing is, is they come through with some rationale behind it and some solid communication and showed how they want to get you back to where things were that it makes it easier to stomach. But a lot of big corporates don't do that. A lot of big corporates just tell the trainers, here are the new rules, like it or lump it. And I don't think that is the best way for them to protect their workforce, to stop staff turnover. And um, it's very clear when you stop staff turnover, you also stop member turnover. So you trainers are crucial for retention of gym members that are there. So let's go off on a slight tangent. But where we are is that if we were to make the best of a bad situation, what I would say is that, look, let's say we work towards doing six sessions per day, six sessions per day at 15 pounds per session take home um, is 90 pounds per day over. Let's say you work 24 days. That's about the norm for most trainers working 24 days of a month. That would work out to 2160 per month of the 2160, then that would bring you to what was 2160 times 12. Someone can do the quick maths for me. It's about 26 grand, isn't it? 2160 times, very professional this, 12. Yeah, 225920. So you'd need to do six sessions per day on 24-day months for an entire year to earn 26,000. In their rationale, that would make a trainer earn more than the average personal trainer in the UK. The difficulty is, is that that's all good and well me saying that in the Southwest where our nominal costs are, are very much lower than, let's say, the Southeast. Me doing the same job as you on the same pay scale in the rural Southwest versus the inner city Southeast, it, it's incomparable. Your costs are four times more than mine. Like 26,000 here for a trainer could go potentially a long way. 26,000 for a trainer in London barely pays the roof over your head. So we've got a big problem there. So is there a scale upwards for trainers based in the Southeast or where it's shown proportionally cost of living is higher? That's what I'd be pressing back against. Alongside that, if I'm working six hour days, 24 day months, I would absolutely be investing in growing some form of online business to go alongside it that gave me the guarantee revenue on a monthly basis where I did set my direct debit. So you've got to make sure there's no restriction of trade for you to run an online business outside the gym. And I know more and more gym chains are stopping trainers from doing that. And it really bothers me. So if you've got an online business, let's eat, let's, let's play modest. Let's play modest with this one, Bobby. Let's say you've got two, 10 clients at hundred pounds per month each online and you serve them to the best of your ability. Now we've gone from a 26,000 salary in the gym to a nearly 38,000 salary. So you're sort of pushing towards the 50% tax um, rate if you keep going much further than that. Is it still a decent salary? 
again, depends on where you are, depends on your life, what you want and what your ambitions are. What's very clear, what's very, very clear is that as long as it's not in the Southeast, if it's the Southeast and I'm getting 15 pounds per session, I am worried unless it's guaranteed sessions, unless that gym can absolutely guarantee me like six sessions per day and pay me for it. Like I've got a big decision to make. Look, do I think that every trainer is worth every single penny of every single session they do? Of course I do. I wouldn't be sat here without that. But I also can't be a hypocrite and say that when the, the gym I worked at moved the goalposts for me, it just made me focus more on keeping clients, the clients that I really appreciated, keeping them in the game, working to the new rules, explaining to them what the new rules were, and allowing them to like get priority on booking my time and booking my sessions. So get them to do that. The next stage in, I started building my online business alongside it, doing an online personal training business in 2012. Let me tell you, we didn't have platforms and softwares then, my peoples. We had Dropbox, and I had a mobile phone that had a recording capability of an absolute potato. But it got it got me through. So I got up to 10 clients, uh, online coaching, and that supplemented my income. So it sort of made up the shortfall. Yes, I was working more for the same amount of money, but at least my income didn't drop. And then I started making plans. Okay, so what does my future look like? How do I make sure? How do I make sure as me that I am not in the hands of anybody else's decision making for how much money I earn? So you build yourself a timeline of replacing the money the gym paid you in the last financial year with your own revenue doing your own thing. When you get close to matching it, at that point, find yourself a facility whereby you either are salaried at a rate that is fair and reasonable for the area that you're living in, that allows you to do online stuff. All of my trainers that work at my place are paid above market rate for the area, and they can do their own online stuff on the side as well. And I think that's fair. I think that's only fair and reasonable. Um, So either find a gym that can do that for you or set up your own personal training business, whether it's your own facility. I think that is a crazy thing to try and do right now in the Southeast, but you do you. Uh, mobile, out of your own studio, like Tony Cottenden is somebody I always refer to in this. He's built an astonishingly good shed in his back garden and his profitability, because his costs are low, yet he still has a facility, but it's in his garden. Like his transport costs are pretty much zero. His facility is able to do semi-private training and do an amazing, amazing, amazing job. And it's a profitable business that kind of flirts with VAT the whole time. So that that's a good place to be, Bobby. I think that is where the target should should be at. Uh, so I hope that I hope that answers that question. It gives it some context. Look, I'm on your side. I'm on the trainer's side 100% of the time, without question. I can understand why gyms are making decisions like this. Uh, but having said that, like to to get through it, do the maths on it. Take the emotion out of it. Here's how many sessions per day I need to do on a 24-day month to get paid what I need to get paid here. Here's what I'm going to do from an online coaching perspective to plug the shortfall. And here is a timeline of how I'm going to replace my gym money with revenue that I can generate outside of the gym so that I can run my business on my terms and not have to be in the harm, the hands and the decision-making of someone else. That's where I go. That, that's That's where I stand on that one. 